Hi, everyone. We're bringing you a special episode because today is National Mentoring Day. In honor of the day and the season, we wanted to share a mentorship story that helps debunk the myth that mentorship can be scary. It was a lot of fun getting to hear UGA mentee Sahar Joshi and her UGA mentor, Will Kaplan, discuss their mentoring relationship. Stay tuned to the very end to also hear about some of the things they are actually afraid of. Happy National Mentoring Day. We hope you enjoy the special episode. This is Real Talk. So my name is Sahar. I am a third year. I'm double majoring in international affairs and religion. Hi, my name is Will Kaplan. I studied political science and international affairs, um, graduated in 2016, and now I'm an associate and senior wargaming analyst for Booz Allen Hamilton. I'm going to start off with asking Sahar, did you have any fears or reservations around joining the UJ Mentor Program? And if so, what were they and how did you ever overcome those fears? I definitely did have some fears before signing up for the mentor program. Um, I think meeting a mentor for the first time is always just inherently a little bit intimidating because you're kind of looking at like a future you and that's somebody that you want to impress and it's somebody that you want to um, definitely come off in a good light too. And so there's always, I think, a little bit of that fear of what is this person going to think of me? Are they going to like me? Um and I think kind of in addition to that, I was definitely a little bit afraid that I would be wasting my mentor's time. Um, but I think the program did a great job of reassuring us that um, the mentors sign up to do this voluntarily. And so we're not wasting their time. And the biggest reason that I joined the program was to learn. And I think the fear of making mistakes or not coming across as perfect. Um, I think if I gave into that fear, I wouldn't do myself justice and like trying to learn what I was trying to learn. Wow. That's really powerful. I think there are a couple of things that stand out with what you said and will please chime in too. I know I saw you making a face like, Oh, you're so worthy of, you know, talking to a mentor and having someone to help you having that fear because you're potentially looking at someone or talking to someone who's where you want to be. And so that can definitely be intimidating. Um, will, did you have any fears, um, around serving as a mentor? Yeah, I think that one of the big ones is, uh, especially for for folks who are probably in their first few years out of college or grad school, where you feel like you've learned enough that you want to pass on and help other students who were in your shoes not that long ago. But you do worry that, you know, what if what I have to say isn't that useful or it's only useful for me or my journey is so specific and unique that it can't carry on some sort of greater lesson. And I think what I realized was, you know, the folks who helped me out, which is, you know, one of the big reasons I wanted to do the the mentorship program was because so many people from UGA helped me, you know, whether it was a cold call or an email or a message on LinkedIn, that they were so gracious with their time. And they all had their specific unique journey, but their insights that they gained along the way were very helpful, um, was kind of what convinced me to decide, you know what? I should, you know, give back to, you know, a program in a school that helped me out um, so much. And especially, and I'm sure we'll talk about this, that Sahar and I did a lot of the same activities at Georgia, and there's a lot of overlap there, um, that the folks who also did those activities for me before this mentorship program was really established when I was in school was supremely helpful um, in kind of guiding my career to, to where I am today. So I think once I kind of realized that I was 
you know, more willing to say, okay, I want to open up and be a mentor and help, you know, the, the next crop of UGA students kind of achieve what they want to achieve in the international affairs, national security space. Yeah, I think the notion of just being able to pay it forward is, is definitely powerful and saying, okay, something was given to me and I've been able to grow through that. Now I can be able to, to water and help grow the next generation. So yeah, I think that resonates probably with a lot of our mentors. I know it resonates with me for sure. Sahar, were, was there a moment that you were like, okay, I need to join the UJ mentor program and I need to find a mentor. Was there something in particular that sparked or inspired you to participate in this program? Um, I think I joined it actually close to the beginning of my freshman year of college. I think I kind of approached the situation by knowing I knew what I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted to go into national security. Um, I knew that I wanted to end up in Washington, D.C. one day, but I wasn't really sure how UGA could like empower me to get there. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like the mentor program would be a great way for me to talk to people who had been through the same process as me and people with the same interests as me, um, but people who had already, I guess you could say, like made it in the field. I love that there's this common thread of D.C., Y'all don't know this, but I lived in D.C. for about eight, nine months. So I was an international affairs major myself once upon a time. And um, so, yeah, I had same, similar dreams. So, Will, you could you could have been my mentor once upon a time. <laughs> <laughs> Will, yeah. what was your why for wanting to serve as a UGA mentor? You know, I think um, kind of what you mentioned is the, the paying it forward um, aspect I think if you ask my fiance, she would say, because I like to hear myself talk and um, <laughs> mentoring is kind of, kind of like that. If you, if, you know, probably the, by probably the first time, you know, it's probably a little bit of talking where, you know, the first time Sahar and I met where it's, I'm going to download on my life and you download on your life. And then we kind of see where we go from, from here. Um, but I think, you know, in, in reality, it's much more that it's getting to know someone who's, you know, currently going through something that you went through years ago and you have great perspective on just due to, you know, when I was facing the same sorts of issues, trials, tribulations as a student trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to do. I wish that there was someone who was, you know, not my parents because mm -hmm. their, you know, search for jobs was completely different than kind of what the modern day looks like, mm -hmm. but someone who was experienced enough, but not so far where we couldn't reference, you know, a pop culture, you know, common theme or something, or I couldn't talk about the, you know, one thing that Sahar and I did is Sahar loves the Braves. I love the Braves. Mm -hmm. So just kind of catching up on, you know, how the season was going, especially coming off the world series. That was really big in the, in the national championship that may have been around one of our first meetings um, was like maybe a week or two after the national championship. So I was getting over being sick from going to the game and stuff. So <laughs> just like having those like common threads of, you know, you're experiencing something I'm not that far removed where I can't remember it and can kind of provide that advice was something that I really wanted to replicate for, for folks at, uh, at school, because, you know, when I was Sahara's age, I thought I was going to be a lawyer. I was going to be, mm -hmm. you know, I like I was going to be in suits. And then I <laughs> took a pre-law class at Georgia and I was like, I don't think I can do this. And then I kind of had to change my my outlook. So around my freshman, sophomore year. So I think providing that perspective on it's OK if you don't know what you want to do, but it's about setting yourself up for success and learning about what things may be right for you and kind of providing some of that advice for sure. Mm. Yeah, that's all really good. And 
you, you kind of already alluded to this, but I was, I was going to ask, when did you all find out that you had some of these personal connections or interests? Like what, what was it like the first time you met? How did you feel? Did it change after the conversation? So going back to that, you know, nervous fear, what was that? Like, how was that for you, for the both of you? I'm curious to get Sahar's take first, and then I'll kind of say why she wasn't. She's going to be super (laughs) embarrassed, and then I'll say why it wasn't that way at all. Oh, my gosh. Well, now, okay, fine, fine. I really (laughs) want to hear what you have to say after you preface it with that. But I remember the first time we met, actually, it was definitely a little bit overwhelming um, because I came into it and Will was like, yeah, I have a whole PowerPoint prepared and ready to go for you. And that just like blew my mind. I was like, oh, was I supposed to prepare something? Um, I think you might've even sent documents over for me to look at before, (laughs) which I appreciated and I enjoyed because it did kind of let me dip my feet in and like look at things in my own time. But I also was a little bit worried at the beginning of our first meeting because I was like, how am I going to get to know my mentor? Yes, the career insight is important. And yes, any of the professionalization that we'll go through is important, but this is also just a human being that I want to get to know. Um, And I am so happy um, that we were able to develop that relationship from that first meeting. I remember we connected a little bit over a similar interest in just like Middle Eastern affairs. And Will talked a little bit about a trip that he went on over there. Um, Well, Will, I'll have to say your ambitious mentor, (laughs) (laughs) having a PowerPoint presented or ready to go. I'm curious. Yeah. What was in that PowerPoint? Like what was your, what was in your mindset as you're preparing for that meeting and, and when you got to it, Will? Yeah, absolutely. So I was fortunate to also have some previous mentees before Sahar. And, you know, I've been, it, it really worked out great because it kind of allowed me to see what someone in her shoes would be thinking and worried and concerned about and draw me back into what I was thinking and worried and concerned about. So whether it's, I don't know how USA Jobs works or all of my friends who are econ majors are all working at a bank this summer. And Terry is like, you know, very connected and has all these specific placement programs and SPIA is a little bit more broad because it's so, it's such a large area that they cover. And what do I do as an international affairs or poli-sci major? So fortunately I had answered a lot of those questions with previous mentees to the point where I just put together PowerPoints on, okay, here is a topic that I know you'll want to talk about. So I think for the first one, I did like a PowerPoint of like, here's like, you know, kind of the plan for how I approach mentorship. And it's talking about what do you want to do? What are your career aspirations? Are you looking for an internship for this summer? Do you want to get a PhD? Do you want to go to, you know, just get a master's? Do you want to work in like the government national security? Do you want to work for a nonprofit? Um, And then with that, I have like kind of slide decks prepared for so your, you know, so your roommate is, you know, in microbio and is going to be shadowing a dentist this summer and you feel bad because it's April and the think tank hasn't called you back. Now what, you know, so which is a position I've been into, which, you know, is very relatable and not making fun of these other majors or anything. But I think that sometimes for the liberal arts, finding out exactly what you want to do and how your cl- courses and classwork relates to you know, your vision for your career can sometimes be difficult. So helping students connect that. And then we also did one on like jobs and national security, like how the DOD works, because Mm -hmm. people will come back and talk to you and say, 
oh yeah, I work, you know, at headquarters Air Force for the international affairs branch. And you kind of go cross-eyed and you're like, isn't that the State Department does international affairs? What's the deal with that? And it's like kind of trying to connect all of this. So I, the PowerPoints I used as kind of a guide, you know, for so hard to both, you know, look at and reflect on and also me to help guide all of my thoughts because I have so many about what the best way to get a job is or, you know, if you're applying for jobs that incorporate, you know, getting a security clearance, how long that'll mm-hmm. take and what to expect through the process. And I traveled to France once when I was 12. Am I going to get denied? You know, like some of those kind of questions to answer those and make students feel better about, you know, their experiences and tying that to, you know, what they would imagine life in DC would look like. Wow. It sounds like you have gathered a lot of really great information. And I love that you've been able to to put that together in something that you can share with other mentees. But it also sounds like you've had some other mentees before. Do you do you still get nervous to meet any of your mentees? Or you're like, okay, I got this. I've been a mentor a few times. Like I know what we're talking about. Like I know kind of the questions that they're gonna ask. Like I'm ready to go. Or are you like, okay, new mentee, like, oh my goodness, are they going to like me? Or, you know, do, do you have any feelings like that? Yeah, definitely the latter because, and Sahar can attest because I have a pretty eccentric sense of humor and I talk very fast. Um, I was on the debate team at Georgia, so that oh. probably attributes to it a little bit. But I think that my personality is either you really enjoy it or it's too overwhelming. And, um, and I at least have the, I I at least know that about myself, um, which, which is fine, but um, I do get nervous that in in a little bit that of that is, you know, with, with the pinch of salt, I I do get nervous every time I meet a mentee, because the other thing is you have no idea, you know, who this person is or what they're going through. If they, I'm, you know, on the cusp of graduating and I really need a job and I'm really looking to my mentor to give me guidance that I need to act on immediately. Or if it's like, so hard where it was a little bit more, I need to figure out my place in this world. I have a broad spectrum of interests that I could do a ton of things with, like awesome, amazing things with, you know, her background and her, you know, excitement and, and skills and, and tenacity that she kind of attacked the getting an internship process. But it's about helping kind of focus that because USA Jobs and Google are only so good. You need a filter through which to look at a lot of that. And I think that, you know, recognizing that people are in different parts of their lives is, is a really important part of that. So I always get nervous that, you know, am I going to be able to do enough? Am I going to meet their expectations is something that, you know, I definitely get nervous with. It eases with time, but I, it's definitely not gone for sure. Thanks for sharing that. Sahar, do you feel like you picked up on any of that when you first met Will? No, that came as a complete shock to hear just now. I'm going to be honest. I think when I first met him, I was just so focused on digesting what we were going through. And just as a little testament to your previous experience with your other mentees, well, every time I thought of a question, I was like, okay, I'll ask him this in a minute. You'd move on to the next slide and answer it immediately. (laughs) (laughs) So I was just you definitely came off across as someone who was completely prepared and completely confident and knew what he was doing. But I am so glad to hear that we were actually in the same boat at that time. Often you are. Often, most most of the time you are in the same boat. You might be looking in different directions or not realizing someone's tapping right. their foot <laughs> nervously. But yeah, 
I love that you both can relate on that. Sahar, were there any goals that maybe you set with Will that scared you or any advice that Will shared that helped you to step outside of your comfort zone? Absolutely. In terms of goals, I think the scariest goal was just that I wanted to go to DC this summer and I wanted Mm. an internship in DC. And that was really scary to kind of set that goal to move by myself to a big city. I live an hour away from UGA, so I've never really been too far from home or from my family. And then some of the advice that Will gave me that kind of helped with that, he definitely helped me step out of my comfort zone by helping me feel a lot more confident in, I guess, myself and my abilities. I think I think that's probably one of the biggest takeaways I got from that was that I felt like, okay, little Georgia girl going to a big city. I don't know if I belong here. Um, and Will taught me that I do. And then another one, um, kind of going back to just my fear of not being perfect in front of my mentor, not being perfect in a professional setting. I remember we did mock interviews before um, I had a couple rounds of interviews. I was telling Will I was really not looking forward to our mock interview because (laughs) I didn't want to give a bad answer to something. And I remember he told me it's so much better if I make a mistake in front of him, someone I was, you know, at that point comfortable with. And I think that's honestly just a great reflection of what mentorship looks like in general is kind of someone you can make mistakes in front of and someone who can help you when you're not feeling perfect or feeling like you can't come across as perfect because you don't have to be. That's really great. I think that's a wonderful takeaway for students to hear is that your mentors, you know, they're, they're showing up as they're hopefully showing up as their full selves, you know, mistakes, experiences, all of it. And so it's okay for you to do the same because we're all learning and growing and there's no, there's no one point that we reach where we can say that we're perfect. You can get really good at things, but (laughs) you may not be perfect at them. This is for both of you, but how has your mentorship changed your outlook on international affairs or national security or just the field at large that you're both interested in? No, I think I think one thing that that I've I've definitely grown to appreciate is kind of my initial sense of wonder and enthusiasm that I had for it, because Mm. I mean, Sahar can tell you that when when you're first going into the field, you're like, I'm going to change the world and I'm going to do all of this great stuff. And then, you know, it's not that long after, you know, you go to grad school while you're working full time during the day and going to school at night. And then, okay, now I'm like having to deal with, is this job giving me enough, you know, potential job growth and salary growth? And then you get bogged down in all the details. And I think that's something that I appreciated about talking to Sahar was, this is all still very exciting that I get to do what I do and work on what I work on and kind of have that sense of enthusiasm about, you know, what I'm lucky enough to get to do every day for, for work and how cool it is and how if I had told myself when I was, you know, a junior in, in college, what I was doing, I would have been stoked. So I think it kind of helped center and ground me away mm-hmm. from the, am I going to get promoted in the next cycle or whatever, and kind of be a little bit more appreciative of, of, of being in the moment, I think is definitely something that I, that I took away from, you know, talking to Sahar through, um, through our mentorship process. Great. Wow. <laughs> I think our mentorship has changed my outlook on like the national security field by definitely expanding my understanding of it. I kind of came into this with a very like one track mindset thinking, okay, I'm going to graduate UGA. I'm going to go here for grad school. I'm going to work at this place for this job. And that's going to be my whole life. Um, 
And it turns out life does not actually work that way. <laughs> um, and Will was really great about teaching me to like expand my horizons and keep all of my options open. Um, and it's it's really great actually that you talked about how the mentorship has helped you feel enthusiastic about the field because it's also helped me feel really enthusiastic about aspects of the industry that I never would have even thought of or considered as part of the national security field. So that's been just truly eye-opening for me. And and related to actually something you said, Sahar, one of my favorite pieces of advice to give to mentees is not to make the perfect the enemy of the good. And especially when it comes to folks who, I, I, I mean, I was the same way where I set my sights on, I really want to intern here or I want like this, you know, thing that someone else did, or I wish I could, I want to get into this program or that program or, you know, whatever. I think that one thing that people told me was, you never know where life's really going to take you. So whatever you're looking at, just appreciate the fact that you're going to get some unique skills and opportunities no matter where you go. And sometimes the thing that you're not that excited about will probably end up being the job that you think is the coolest and you had the most fun at. And the thing that you really want to do doesn't always work out. So to, to kind of be easy on yourself. It's okay not to have everything planned out or for you to have a plan and things go in a little bit different direction. So I think that that's something that I really worked hard to impart on all my mentees, but Sahar especially. And I would say things worked out pretty well, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. I'm glad you touched on that. So it sounds like you shared one of your, your favorite pieces of advice to give to mentees, Will, but Sahar, has this mentorship helped you navigate your professional or personal journey here at UGA in any particular way? Absolutely. Um, I can touch on the professional aspects first because some of those are a little bit more, I think, like measurable physically. We've gone through resume reviews. We've gone through like the mock interviews, as I mentioned, um, will help me with the dreaded cover letter when I was applying to internships. Um, and all of that was great. But I also do think that honestly, the most important part of any of that professionally was just the fact that we worked on refining my language to kind of fit with industry norms without changing the heart of who I am and what I care about. And I think that has carried over really strongly professionally in, I guess, my summer internship that I did end up getting. So that was really great. And then I think personally, he also helped me navigate UGA because we kind of workshopped my application to the security leadership program together. And that is a program that Will is an alumni of. Mm -hmm. So coming into UGA, I knew that I wanted to be part of this program because it is one of the only undergraduate courses of study that gives you experience in national security. And the more that Will talked about his experience in the SLP, the more that I was excited about applying for it and joining it. And I also think just getting like a personal understanding of what the program's objectives were and what kind of the day-to-day -day looked like did help me with my application aside from the actual like hey can you please look at my application and help me word things a little bit better and then of course will is the reason that i applied to be an ambassador for the mentor program <laughs> we're very happy about that so I, it sounds like you you both have some things that you've done um, Will, when you were a student in Sahar currently, what, what are some of those different organizations or activities that you both have done? And then maybe what's something, Will, that you you're do, that you did when you were a student that Sahar, Sahar hasn't, that maybe she's been able to learn some experiences from? And then on the other side, Sahar, what are maybe some student organizations you're a part of that Will is like, oh my gosh, didn't know that existed, or like, tell me more, something that maybe he's 
been able to learn just from you about being a student at UGA? Yeah, so the, the big one, as Sahar mentioned, was the security leadership program through the Center for International Trade and Security, which if you're an international affairs student at Georgia, at this point, you're probably um, familiar with. At the time, it was this very specific program that was only focused on weapons of mass destruction, non-proliferation, and export controls, which is A, a mouthful, and B, also the um, and B, also very, very specific. And, and recently, now that Dr. Gallagher is is kind of the one of the heads of the program or, you know, and I, I know that there's others I don't want to shortchange them, but she posts the most on LinkedIn. Um, but the um, but I, I think that it was something that definitely opened my eyes to a the immense alumni network that the University of Georgia has in the national security field, one that I was unaware existed in. Even when I started going to grad school at Georgetown, I sat down in my class and I had a UGA laptop sticker and the guy sitting next to me goes, hey, did you go to Georgia? And I said, yeah. And he goes, did you do SITS? And I said, yeah. And he was like, mm, class of 2012. And I was like, ah, 2016. So mm -hmm. it was just funny the way it all kind of works out that, you know, even all the way up here in an intro to nuclear weapons class that it kind of stuck around. So it was something that I really wanted so hard to participate in knowing her interests. I knew that it would be a good match. And uh, Sahar, you can kind of talk about your experiences thus far. I mean, you're you're about a month in-ish now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, that's really funny that you just brought up your intro to nukes class because we are covering that right now, <laughs> um, which is super exciting. And every time we talk about like non-proliferation or any nuclear security issues, it, it <laughs> brings me back to like our earlier conversations about your experiences in those fields. And so I think it's really great just being able to like go through those different security issues in those areas. It's great getting experience. We've started writing policy memos and policy briefs, which is honestly incredibly difficult, but the professionalization so far in the course has been amazing. And it's great to see myself like working on tasks that I may have touched on throughout the summer and knowing that like I can compare my work from the summer to what I'm doing in class and already see just such a large improvement. Um, and I think it's great that like my academics are building on my experience, but my experience is also helping me with my academics through this program. I wanted to jump back quickly because I don't think we spent enough time on this, but Sahar, can you tell us a little bit more about your internship this summer and what that was like? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> this summer was honestly probably the best summer of my life. I got to wow. finally live out my dream of going to DC and working there for a summer. So I was at the National War College, which is under the greater institution called the National Defense University, um, which is technically part of the Department of Defense. Um, it's under that. And Will had interned there when he was, I think, in grad school. Yeah. At National Defense University. He was under a separate program, not the National War College, but he spoke highly of his experiences there and the work culture. And so I ended up applying. I looked at all of their programs and applied to the War College. And so what the War College does is they teach a senior level practicum course of study to military officers who are about 10 to 15 years in their career. So it takes people who are already high up and doing really well, and it just elevates them. This is usually like their second or third master's degree. My first experience there was actually working graduation, which was incredible to be there and see the students graduate. And we also got to see the vice chairman of the Joint Chief of Staff speak. Um, he's a War College graduate and also the second highest ranking military officer in the country. So the War College teaches a variety of different courses to, yes, military officers, but also their civilian or government departmental equivalents. 
And the faculty is a rotating staff from every department and agency and military branch. And so after graduation, I got to kind of pivot tasks and work with the faculty on curriculum development. We worked on updating a few courses with current events and also creating some new courses from scratch. And it was kind of incredible to work in that environment and definitely feel get a feel for what the national security field was like, while still kind of furthering my academics and looking at what I guess, like a high level academic course would look like. Wow. That's really incredible. It's cool to, that you had that opportunity to be on the other side and see curriculum and help to build it out too and teach and you're helping to teach those, um, you know, and <laughs> bills that you're potentially wanting to go into in the future. Um, also, I know that because Will, you're in DC and, and Sahar, you, you're in DC. Did y'all get to, to meet up and see each other in person? We did. And I'm going to no free out free ads, but shout out to the game time app because I looked and I got us, what was it like second row tickets to a Braves game when they were playing the Nats in DC. Um, And uh, they, it was awesome. We got to hang out, go down to Nats park, which was really fun. And then uh, we also got to, I unfortunately had a very busy travel schedule this summer. And then I was starting a new job probably two weeks after Sahar got there. So it was a little bit of a complicated time, but we went to a Nats game and then uh, we met up for coffee right before uh, Sahar left. So, um, but I have no doubt that she'll be back. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll make it a little bit more uh, frequent occurrence. I still owe her a trip to the, um, to my office. So nice. um, yeah. Did the Braves win? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. She has my knowledge of baseball. Um, <laughs> Um, Will, could you describe how the UJ Mentor Program has impacted your engagement and affinity with the University of Georgia? Yeah, absolutely. So one, it's, it's kind of funny because I think when the Mentor Program started, or at least like when I first signed up for it, it was maybe three or four years ago and I was feeling a little kind of like disconnected from the university, pretty much all the people who I still knew from various student organizations or Greek life had graduated at that point. So I didn't have much of a connection with the school. They had just blown a national championship uh, game. Um, So I was feeling kind of disconnected from the university. But one thing that I had kind of realized was as I was trying to make my way, even after I graduated from grad school, and that's when you're supposed to have all the answers and know exactly what you want to do. I was still relying on my network of just friends from Georgia to kind of come up with ideas for jobs or, you know, other mentors in my life. And it was something that I felt like I had finally amassed an amount of education knowledge to give back. And once I started doing that, it made me much more interested in, you know, reaching out to the folks that sits and saying, hey, my company has a job looking for someone entry level. We would love, I would love to be able to refer a UGA person uh, for, for this job, whether it's, you know, a master's in international policy student or someone coming up on graduating from undergrad. You know, I sounds a little crass. I've started donating to University of Georgia now that I have a little bit more expendable income to be able to do that. But it's, but, you know, when I donated, I donated to, I believe it was the like SPIA summer experience fund, because I knew that that was something where when I was in, um, it was going into my junior year, I did honors in Washington. I knew how much like my family couldn't afford to send me to a summer in DC, just probably on their own, or at least it would have been pretty difficult. So 
the fact that there were donors and, and money and an alumni base that was willing to sponsor my experience to go do that, it kind of connects with paying it forward. And especially this summer, knowing that Sahara would have been potentially one of those students was something that I really wanted to kind of help pay it forward um, in, in that regard. So I think that it's definitely made me much more connected to, to the school and want to kind of give back even more because I can see how rewarding it is and how helpful mm. it is and all of that. Yeah, that's really great. Um, glad to hear that, that you were able to, as a student, be able to have some of those experiences that maybe you wouldn't have otherwise had without people who are willing to give back to provide those scholarships for some of those opportunities. So that's cool. Absolutely. That right now. Yeah. Um, Sahar, what if students aren't already like, oh my gosh, I need to join the program because mentors are awesome and Will's awesome and I want him to be my mentor. Um, <laughs> what, what are maybe some other reasons why students should participate in the UGA mentor program? I really think the UGA mentor program has something for everybody. So I know that I came into the experience kind of having a vision of what I wanted my future to look like and Will paid an amazing part in destroying that vision in the best way possible. <laughs> um, but I think for people who are unsure about what they want to go into, the mentor program is a great way to hear about somebody's super cool career and just kind of explore things that they wouldn't understand. Because I think especially with industries that are specialized or location-based, there's so much you don't know until you talk to someone who does know. And there are so many aspects of career um and industries like those that um, are just so difficult to understand until you're actually a part of it. And I think mentorship is a great way of bridging that gap for people. And then, of course, I really do want to emphasize the development that mentorship gives you that is past just professional or academic development. The confidence boost you get from having someone who is just your personal cheerleader and encouraging you at every step along the way, whether it's a rejection letter or an acceptance letter mm -hmm. from an internship, we have been through both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I really think it is just so important to have someone in your corner and someone who just is there for you to understand you with like no other motivation whatsoever is it's an honor, really. Yeah, I like that you said, you know, someone to, could, who could bring a vision or make this build this this bridge. And it's about even though you, you're saying like you have this vision and maybe we'll help to like break it down a little bit but he also helped you to rebuild it back up and maybe in Absolutely. more realistic way so that you can see the more tangible steps to get to where you want to go. So that's really cool. From either of you, I'd love to hear what was maybe one highlight from your mentorship. I think for me, it was definitely when Sahar got her um, internship from the National Defense University. And especially because I we had done every step, it was almost like and it was almost like planned out because we had done every step. And that's very rare that it happens like on such mm -hmm. a perfect timeline where it's you talk about because um, the first thing I ask for is always whether you have it or not or whatever state it's in. Just send me your resume just so I can learn a little bit more about how you view yourself more than because mm -hmm. I can I can read your bio on the mentor site. It says everything that I would theoretically need to know. But what when you have to put your own words on paper and present yourself to someone else, how you have processed your experiences to date. And, you know, we did everything from working with that to the cover letters to, you know, looking at stuff in D.C. And because I had previously um, I was in a, a, a program called Pathways at um, at NDU, which involved 
looking through USA Jobs to apply for that. And I got help from a professor at Georgia who had a former student who was like a senior fellow in the office that I worked at at NDU. Um, so working through all of that and also knowing that they had another secretive internship that was on this really hidden public facing <laughs> website that no one ever went to and directing Sahar to that and then doing the practice interviews and then her getting it. It was, it was very gratifying to see all of that. And I think that all of those steps culminating in that and really exemplifying every part of the mentorship process mm -hmm. from the knowing what's out there to how to find it to getting that opportunity, I think was was really, really special. What about you, Sahar? Any memorable moments from your mentorship? I am so glad that Will just said that because <laughs> my answer is actually like poetry. It's a beautiful compliment to that. But a big highlight for me was that last coffee we had in DC. Um, it kind of felt like, again, our entire mentorship had been like that relationship until that point had been leading up to that moment. Like, let's get you to DC. Let's work on um, emphasizing these aspects of you and developing these things for you. And then that coffee just felt like a, like we got to sit down together and feel like we did it. Like we made Aww. it. And it was just so amazing to debrief like my summer to you. And we talked a little bit about next steps, but it, it kind of felt like going into that, everything had been building up until the summer in that moment. And then being on the other side of it, just, I think, filled me with such a sense of like peace and comfort, knowing that I was like, like we had done it and we were in a place that I kind of felt like I could accomplish anything after that. That warms my heart. Could shed a tear right now. <laughs> um, I think that touches on so beautifully that we often say mentorship is reciprocal and collaborative. And I think what y'all just shared really emphasizes that to a T because like you were saying, Sahar, it wasn't just you did it. You you got this internship. It was together. You worked together um, because of the connections, because of the feedback, because of the work you also put in Sahar and like having going to those interviews and, and saying, hey, I need help. And you reached out and found a mentor who was willing to help you. So that is really cool that together this was, you know, something that you both got to that point and it was the win. You both won at the end. And so that's really cool to hear. I want to end, I have a couple more things before we wrap up. Again, since we're kind of talking and framing this around mentorship not being so scary, what's maybe one myth that you would like to bust around the fear of finding a mentor or being in a mentoring relationship? Um, I think one that I kind of touched on a little bit before, but wanted to reemphasize was just the myth that you are wasting your mentor's time or that you are not good enough or worthy for your mentor. I really feel like I, I started this mentorship relationship definitely feeling like that at the beginning um, and always feeling like a bit of a bother when I was like, hey, Will, can you check this out? Or, hey, Will, can you look at me? And now I have no reservations whatsoever being like, did you see the Braves game? No, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I would say the the biggest one, especially for mentees, is to not worry about needing to have it all figured out. Because I think that that's something that, you know, you get through your freshman year, you're like, all right, I, I did all of my mandatory classes, you know, that I needed to get done for my major. And then your sophomore year, you're kind of like, okay, like time to go do something. And then sometimes you get a little scared for, well, what if I get a mentor and they are only, they only want to talk about like their career path or they can only help me if, I have this very specific vision. And I think that the best part of the mentor-mentee relationship is helping answer those questions 
and being flexible to, you know, what you may not know and being able to say, I, you clearly have an interest in a lot of different areas. Let's Mm -hmm. figure out a way to do something, you know, that incorporates a little bit of all of that or how to, you know, look for things that, you know, you are excited about and and all of that. Um, And that just comes with, you know, talking with someone else and, and kind of figuring out that process. So I would say, don't, don't feel like you need to have it all figured out. It's okay not to be, you know, totally in control of, you know, your jobs or your life or all of that, that that's what mentors are there to help you through all of that. So my last thing isn't something that I told you that we're going to do, but I love surprises. So um, hopefully you do too, but we're going to do a speed answer round. The way this is going to work is that we're going to go back and forth. So Sahar, you'll answer first and then will, and I'm going to pose like a question or a phrase, and then you have to answer in like one word or one sentence, one word or one sentence. So no explanations, not too much elaboration, just straight to the point. And it's first thing that comes to mind. Are you all ready? Any questions? No questions. I'm going to, I'm going to share something and then y'all, you respond Sahar and then will. Okay. Okay. So Sahar, first impression when you met your mentor. Put together. Excited. Okay. Sahar, the moment when you felt connected to your mentor. When I found out that he liked the Braves. Mm, Will. (laughs) When I found out that she just pretty much had a thousand ideas about what she wanted to do because that was very relatable. Um, (laughs) All right. Sahar, one topic you didn't think you would discuss with your mentor. It was the, the breakdown of the government. And the different departments. Uh, housing in DC. Oh, right. got very specific. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so many different options and places. I mean, you could live in DC. You could live in Virginia. You could live in Maryland. So, you know, there's lots of options there. Um, all right, last one. One word to describe your mentoring relationship. I'll say connection. Mm, okay, Will. I would say thoughtful. Ah, uh, yes, I love it. I think that those are both really good ways. You've definitely formed a thoughtful connection between the two of you. (laughs) Thanks, y'all. See ya. See ya. Real talk for real dogs. Um, Something that scares me. Lately, I've been playing Call of Duty Zombies with my roommates every night. And so we will play that and then go to bed. And there's this really scary clown noise that plays at the end of like after you lose. And that is something that has been keeping me up lately. <laughs> oh my goodness. That was not at all what I was expecting you to say. No, it's not to what you're talking about though. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. Oh my gosh. What scares oh, you, Will? What scares me? Mannequins scare me. Oh. I had a phobia of mannequins since forever. And I've only now gotten over it within the past like five to 10 years. So, wow. <laughs> so it was hard for you to go into like department stores and, and mu- museums are the worst because oh, I love so history. Bad. So I would go to like the, all the museums in DC and like, you know, overseas, anywhere I went to a museum about history, there was always like a mannequin in it and it scared the daylights out of me when I was oh a kid. Oh my goodness. Wow, man. I don't know that I've heard that one before. That's If you send one. this social clip to my dad, he will respond <laughs> to it and validate all of that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. 
I mean, yeah, no, I can see why they're scary though, for sure. That's that's definitely a valid fear to have. <laughs> I always hold their hands when I go to a store. They're like, hey, how you doing? You would you would touch him. <laughs> yeah, I still do. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Sahar can teach you some immersive therapy to get over. (laughs) That's kind of what I had to do. And now I will like walk slowly and like double check to make sure it's not going to like come to life on me or something. But um, yeah, it's still kind of touch and go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well noted. We will not, we'll make sure we won't take you to a wax museum. None of that. (laughs) Exactly.